Welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we're playing every single Wii U game. You didn't ask us to. We're doing it anyway. You can't stop us. We're protect, protecting the city from up above. We look down upon the city, all these people with Wii U's, <laughs> wondering what to play. And we come down like a bolt of lightning. They put the Wii U signal up in the sky, which mm -hmm. is very indistinct. It just kind of looks like a black box. <laughs> it's like everybody on the ground is squinting. What is that? Yeah, what, exactly. what is that? Is this interpretive? Like, are we calling Squiggle Man? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, they're calling for Wii U. We come down and uh, we tell them what to play, or in some cases, what not to play. <laughs> Sometimes that is the case. Uh, my name is Steve Gunley. Hello, I'm Dark Protector. What is this? This week. We are, we're closing some loops. The completionist in me is happy because <laughs> we're kind of closing loops on two different Patreon series that we did. So we did on, on a non-Patreon show. On a non-Patreon show. Everything wrapped up in a nice little package. It makes, I, we like to make it clear and concise, you know, we like to make it as direct as possible. You know, so recently over at uh, patreon.com slash ultra64pod, we did some deep dives into a couple of different series. We did Mortal Kombat not too long ago, and we did uh, Batman not too long ago. Okay, I've heard of these. And the only games we really didn't talk about in either of those canons were ones that we were going to be covering on this show now. Right now. Which is what we're doing. So it's happening. Right the second. Okay. Very, right now. Oh, oh, man, I marked oh my, my calendar for this moment. Let me, here, wait, let me take a moment and savor. Okay. Ooh, there's saver lines coming off of him. I don't know if you've ever seen a saver line. I don't know if I've ever seen a saver line either. I'm making it up. How does a saver line differ from a stink line? Like, I know what a stink line looks like. Yeah, yeah. I think it just depends on the quality of drawing of the sandwich. Uh, and it okay. has to be a sandwich. Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Which is timely because I am full, currently full of sandwich. Oh, see, I'm, I currently wish I was full of sandwich. Yeah. I'm getting kind of hungry. Um, so. My take on Subway, which is a restaurant that I enjoy and look forward to eating at, is it's really more, less of a sub and more of a loaf. Like Because sure. it all sort of just gobbles down into like one sort of mash of things. And uh -huh. so they should call it Loafway. Loafway. <laughs> they should call it Loaf Mash. Yeah, loaf. <laughs> I can't believe that wouldn't take off. Head on down to your nearest loaf mash. We'll buy. We'll give you a flattened squab. Yeah. I don't know. There might be some meat in there. There might be some vegetables. There might be some sauce. Yeah, it's it'll probably I'm... taste so good, and it'll probably cost t about ten dollars. It's, it's a mash. Yeah. It's a monster mash. Loaf yeah, mash. <laughs> loaf mash. Uh, so, in case you can't tell from that, we're talking about Loaf Mash, the game. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, finally. Yeah, finally. One of the Wii U's hidden gems. Absolutely. Uh, no, we're going to be playing Lego Batman 2, colon, DC Superheroes. We're okay. going to be playing Lego Batman 3, colon, Beyond Gotham. Okay. And we're going to be playing Injustice, colon, Gods Among Us. Lots Where? of colons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think I read that wrong. There are dogs amongst oh, us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that yeah, you, is got, right. you got that it backwards. Right. Dyslexia strikes again. Oh, always happens. Yeah. Always happens. Uh, so before we get into these games today, what else are you playing right now? Ooh, that's a Anything. good question. Anything. Man, I didn't know that this question was going to start being so challenging. I know. I need to like sort of... Or like, how about this? In lieu of what are you playing? What what are you what are you doing with your time otherwise? I'm not. I I, I want to sleep more. That's, oh yeah. I I don't know. I'm not sleeping enough, but I want to sleep more. Okay. Um. And somehow time continues to pass by. Somehow I, I, it does. I don't have a good answer, which is very weird. Like I don't know what has happened over the last four days, but I'm pretty sure I was not in some kind of bizarre blackened haze. But I. Uh, yeah, and, I yet, honest, and, and yet. yet I can't recall. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. Are you taking um, the fifth on this question? Yeah, today? exactly. I still, I still like Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. Honestly, like that's what I've been playing a lot, and it's gotten me wanting to revisit some uh, weird Sega games that have kind of fallen by the wayside. Sega has a lot of weird franchises. They do, they do, and none of them are very like lengthy. Yeah, for the most except, part, for except for Sonic, Sonic which goes on uh, forever, mm -hmm. uh, as far as the eye can see. Uh, to kind of out myself as a super duper Lego fanboy before we talk about these Lego games, I'm playing a Lego game right ah. now. Uh, it kind of just coincidentally happened, but I I I've been on the record about that. I always play the new Lego games when they come out. Oh, the I new one just came out. Just came out. Okay. Yeah, the new one is uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which uh, is encompassing every Star Wars movie, uh, including some DLC for Solo and Rogue One and some of those things, Mandalorian, uh, and. It might be the, you know, I, I always play these games because 
they are kind of the same thing every they're time out. Familiar. They're like when you go to familiar, McDonald's in France. Exactly. You're like, I don't want to get this weird salmon that may or may not be cooked. Totally. Like, I'll just go somewhere where I know what I'm going to get. Exactly. There's a there's a degree of that. It's like usually if I have a lot of podcasts to catch up on or if I want to listen to an audio book or something like that, then I'll put on a Lego game. I'll beat it till I get uh, all the trophies and then I'll move on with my mm-hmm. life. Uh, and so I'm doing that now with Skywalker Saga. And I will say, having played pretty much every one of these games, this is the most dramatic deviation from the formula that we've seen wow. yet uh, in a good way. I didn't think it was something I wanted, but I'm also like, hey, I'm here for this. This okay. plays really well. This is fun. There's like over-the-shoulder uh, third-person shooting now, which feels weirdly responsive and okay. pretty fun. You're a little uh, more, a little more in- in it like right right down in the action exactly there's like character classes and you're like leveling up individual traits by spending your points so kind of an rpg leveling up system really big detailed worlds i love uh and and again you don't think there's much they can do with graphics like these but there's a lot of really smart detail like put into every little bit of this game like you can see the dirt encrusted on the little lego figurine characters oh that's cool it's clever still still tons of characters i'm assuming still tons of characters encompassing the entire exhaustive series i'm only through a new hope and i'm playing uh empire strikes back does it start from phantom menace no starts from uh, new hope goes goes chronological release order uh oh so that's that's, kind of confusing i you know what i'm i don't i I guess they make the smart choice to not lead with the phantom menace like anytime you're trying to sell someone at a product don't start with the phantom Menace. don't start with that yeah Yeah. and and i think they they helped with some of the ambiguity by doing away with the uh uh, episode titles so it's not star wars episode four new hope it's just a new hope oh i see that helps yeah i guess it works because they're in you know they're in jump so you have your big section of the prequels and your big section of you know the classics yeah and, it, you know, I, I, I've been in a weird kind of Lego fanboy mode lately. I've been, like, doing Lego sets, and I've just been enjoying uh, the tactile uh, sensation of uh, putting stuff together. And uh, this game is kind of an extension of yeah, that. Yeah, well And I'm time. enjoying it. Does it have co-op as well? It's it does like have co-op, okay. yeah, absolutely. And you, you can't die? I cannot die, no. Okay. You'll just lose studs every time you suppo- allegedly die, which, sure. you know... I can spare to lose a few studs. Yeah, you Got are swimming in studs. Stud magnet over that's, here. That's what they uh, call you. That's what they call me. All right, well, let's talk about these games today. Uh, we'll go chronological uh, from release order, which means we're going to start by talking about injustice. I'm that's against right. it. You're against I, I'm it? I'm pro-justice. I'm anti-injustice. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, th- this is the hard line that hard I'm line. taking. Well, I mean, you know, now Twitter is all about free speech, so you can just say this stuff now. Oh. So, yeah, you better get on there. Yeah. That's the the arc of time bends towards injustice video games. Yes, yes, one would hope. Uh, so injustice, gods amongst us, among us, not amongst. Amongst. Among. I wrote amongst, but it's not amongst. That's that's a very put. That's the British spelling of this game. Yes, yes. <laughs> Excuse me, Jeeves. Will you please pop a copy of Gods Amongst Us into the Wii U? I shall sip my tea whilst I play. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, this was released April 16th, 2013, developed by NetherRealm and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. And this was also released on PS3, PS4, 360, Vita, Android, iOS, and Windows. Woo, so many systems. Now, we've talked a lot. Uh, for those who didn't listen to our Patreon series, what's oh. wrong with you? Come on, go listen to our Patreon series. But we've we've talked in detail about NetherRealm. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Nether- boy, Ed Boone. Our boy Ed Boone, the creator of Mortal Kombat, he is now in charge of the fighting game wing of Warner Brothers video games, which has been called NetherRealm. And basically, they're mostly doing Mortal Kombat games, including uh, these games, which I like. These are these are essentially these are soft Mortal, Mortal Kombat. They're games. soft Mortal Kombat yeah. games. They usually have at least one Mortal Kombat character in them, uh, and they play comparably, not identically, no. but comparably. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this is uh, this is something that could have fit pretty nicely into our Mortal Kombat series if we'd wanted to bring it up. But it's like, you know what? We'll give them their own room. Yeah. They are their own thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, NetherRealm uh, was named a little bit after uh, Midway, the original owner of Mortal Kombat, uh, went filed for bankruptcy. They did so shortly after the release of the game Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Which and- was the first, like... It was a direct, obviously a di- direct collaboration between Midway and you know DC. Mm. Yeah, which, which I guess was owned by Warner Brothers, who owned DC for Warner a Brothers while. owned DC, yeah. and I think Warner Brothers uh, might have owned Midway at the time too. Or did I don't they, think so. I don't rem- no, no, they no, didn't. Because then didn't. they they filed at that time, and then that's right, and they bought 
Yeah, the, which I think yeah, is a testament yeah. to they must have had a nice working relationship with that game. Yeah. And it seemed like it probably went, like it was a natural fit to be like, hey, we're Warner Brothers. We got too much money. Yeah. Let's, let's buy this somewhat valuable game property. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, uh, we when we talked about that game, it's kind of an interesting sort of transition point. It's not a great game in and of itself. It's not a bad game. It's not but, a bad game either, but it's kind of, it's not like top tier. Right. But it is an interesting transitional point between kind of the the older Mortal Kombat generations and what it is today. Yeah, I think that for it being such a forgotten game, it's surprising that it led to... Because like at this point, Mortal Kombat is bigger than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and Injustice as well was a huge, huge game. Yeah. And that game, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, kind of set that stage, even though most people don't care about that game anymore. Yeah, I don't think it was a really big yeah. hit at the time, you know, so... But it did kind of set up a lot of uh, uh, the structure for what we would get with these games and with the new Mortal Kombat games. Uh, so in 2009, NetherRealm released uh, just plain Mortal Kombat, which mm-hmm. was a rebooted version of their game, some called Mortal Kombat 9. And that really just kind of revitalized that franchise's yeah. fortunes. Yeah, so it had been great. kind of lagging a little bit, but that game is phenomenal. Maybe the, did we agree that was the best yeah, one? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think we came down. That's the best Mortal Kombat game. Uh, yeah, and so... Uh, after a while, you know, with DC, with uh, Mortal Kombat versus DCU, the game couldn't be as violent as a pure Mortal Kombat right. experience. But NetherRealm kind of compensated by making the action very over the top and crazy rather than outright gory. It was weird. That, I mean, that game had some missteps in the sense that they tried to integrate, since it was still a Mortal Kombat game, they tried to put like fatalities in there. Right. You know what I mean? And they just felt very weird and tame. Like Superman would just kind of smash the enemy's head into the ground. And like, yeah. no, no brains would explode. And, and, and some of them like, were, what's the point? Some of the darker ones were like censored, like where Joker shoots a guy in the head. Like mm. they moved the camera so that that's off screen now. You yeah. Know? So it's a very like it kind of T-14 felt like, rated kind of. But it's like Mortal if Kombat. you're going to put these, if you're going to reference these elements of fatalities, like put them in and go all the way. Yeah. Or just don't have them in the game. Right, yeah, and I think Injustice would kind of bridge that gap yeah. a little bit. Like, it's it's not a gory game, and these are characters that can't really be hurt, you know, just canonically, they just can't really be hurt. Uh, but, you know, you're going to see some uh, some punches, you're going to see some gunshots, you're going to yeah. see some people getting stabbed the, the in the aesthetic, face. whereas, you know, fittingly, the MK versus DC Universe characters kind of felt foisted in, mm-hmm. here sort of the violence feels built around the characters in a more natural way. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, speaking of characters like this, so the I think the hallmark of NetherRealm starting from Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is that they're putting a lot of uh, time and attention into the single player story mode, yes. which yep. for most fighting games, that's either a completely negligible mode or it doesn't exist. Like you just <laughs> either don't, some of them just do it away with it forever and let the fans kind of fill in the gaps on what they want the right. story to be. Yeah, it's just like you climb, you just, you're in a tournament and you fight all the other fighters on the tournament. Like, good, go for it. Yeah, but. and Mortal Kombat always had a stronger focus on characters than uh, than some other series. But even that, like the early games in that were like, all right, we're, you know what you're here for. Yeah. Like, let's not waste our time. But uh, the cool thing about this series is that they really put a lot of effort into telling a compelling story that you would actually be interested in playing through a single player mode for Like, I'm, I mean, yeah, that is really cool, especially when you consider, I imagine that a pretty big influence on Mortal Kombat when it first came around in the early 90s was comic books. Like, yeah. It's a very comic booky feeling backstory. Very much so. So it's it's nice that they're able to come full circle and be like, look, we can actually write something using comic book characters. Yeah. And yeah. for this one, they did have uh, some writers come in from DC to kind of consult on it and help them craft the story in ways that would make sense. Uh, the story here has to deal with two parallel universes in the DC universe. Always, always shorthand for mm-hmm. we don't know how else to figure this out. Yes, yes. Right. Also, portals in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in one universe, the Joker has somehow manipulated Superman into killing Lois Lane, who is like, pregnant. To, like, blow up a nuke in Metropolis. And blowing up a nuke, yeah. Superman, like, shakes him down. It's like, you drugged me. And it's like, well, what, what are you going to use to drug Superman? Like, a really, really big pina colada. Like, <laughs> with just, like, a giant thing. It's like, why is like this pina colada growing green? And it's like, oh, it's green apple flavored. I don't know. Like, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. Also, why, how that in works. what situation were the Joker and Superman just kind of hanging out? 
Yeah. That, like the Joker just like can slip him a roofie or something. I mean, yeah, Superman's keeping some weird company. Yeah. He's like being able to do that. They kind of gloss over a lot of these story beats because we we come into the story with Metropolis already destroyed. Uh, right. It's like on TV. It's like and Batman's interrogating Joker. Superman shows up and in a rage, he succumbs to his anger and he kills Joker, ripping his little guts out. Yeah, uh, good. I, screw that yeah, guy. Yeah. I'm sick of the Joker being alive. This is the soapbox yeah. that I'm going to, the hill I'm going to go up on is Batman should have killed the Joker a long time ago. Batman should kill people. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's <laughs> At least the Joker. There should be like a Joker provision where you're allowed to kill the Joker because he's annoying. Yeah. He's just like a little troll. You just want to like. And Ring just, his little troll neck. You know what? You can you could just take out your Batman scorecard and just like subtract a point or something. Yeah. It's like, all right, you know what? I've been pretty good so far, but this one guy, exactly. I, I just killed this one guy. Exactly. Like, is anybody mad about this? I okay, wouldn't be mad. Let's, yeah, let's, let's move, move on. on. Yeah, me and Clayface will go duke it out. He can live. You yeah. know, I'll just put pick him up, put him in a bucket afterwards <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but yeah, either way, that made Superman go insane, uh, losing his moral compass and starting to commit murder like that. And five years later, Superman is now the all-powerful dictator of Earth, uh, okay. who is uh, exerting his iron will on the masses, similar to the uh, comic book arc uh, Red Sun. Did you read that one? No. It's the idea that the idea was that Superman was launched to Earth just a few hours later, okay. in which case he landed in Russia and not in the United States, and he was raised as like a communist. It's very silly. Okay. Um, I'm thinking that, I think that's a Mark Millar, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds, but, yeah. that sounds right. Um, but either way, so now uh, Batman is leading the insurgency against him, trying to stop it, but he is needing some help, and so, of course, they he open up the portal. The most, the most competent person in the world, Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, like, you could... The the Will Arnett interpretation of Batman, like, being completely self-centered and, like, self-involved and wanting to be the one to do everything is the most accurate representation of Batman, yeah, really. Yeah, because Batman's like, all right, I need help. What person in the multiverse is going to be the most competent and able to help me out of everyone? I know, I'll summon Batman. I won't yes. summon Superman, like good Superman from yeah. a different direction. Isn't like Green Lantern around or yeah. something? Like It's like, no, no, we need to open up a portal to another dimension and bring me in here. Yeah. And that way we can kiss. <laughs> That's what he's secretly yeah. saying. That's why he's doing it the whole time. Uh, so yeah, so basically, he, uh, Batman has to go back into this portal and drag the good versions of himself and some of the other heroes into this new world so they can fight some, some of the people have, uh, sided with evil Superman. And so you have to take some of them down and you just have to overthrow things and set the universes right. Is there any explanation in this game for a sort of arbitrary power balancing like is oh i think I, there might be like because that's always a thing that you'd struggle with if like okay you're gonna put superman in your fighting game how is he not just popping dudes heads with one punch that's the thing like, yeah i i think there is and i, I don't remember exactly okay. what it is it's either in this one or in injustice 2 but there is an explanation for why everybody can take the same amount of damage and why nobody can die like <laughs> okay they do canonically <laughs> fix it so that nobody can die the in-canon explanation is they're in a video game you paid 60 dollars for exactly and exactly so. and that and this is why, like, Batman isn't ripping Robin in half, yeah. you know, right now, beating people to death with the halves. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the story is really fun here. I like that each chapter kind of plays out as a different character. Yeah. Where you'll have, like, four or five fights in within that one story mode, and then it'll switch perspectives And that was something character. they established in Mortal Kombat 9. I can't even maybe that was, I think that might have even been it was in, in DC Mortal Universe. Yeah, so yeah, again, yeah. another thing that that established, and that essentially set this run of... Four games that were Injustice, Mortal Kombat 10, um, Injustice 2, and Mortal Kombat 11 that have just gotten bigger, each one successively bigger than the last. Right. And think about story modes in other fighting games in the past. It would be kind of the same series of progression every time. You would just have to play through it with a right. different character. So the story was always kind of fixed uh, and in this way, you can explore a lot of different characters. You can embrace the ensemble element of fighting game style, and you can still tell a cohesive story. And it's nice, too, because it forces you to play, try out different characters. Sometimes yeah. I have a bad habit with fighting games of just, like, trying a couple and be like, yeah, I like these characters. I'm just only going to play with them from now on. Exactly. And so to, like, th be like, okay, to progress in the story, you need to play as Harley Quinn. Right. I'll be like, oh, I actually like this character, or, you know, I, I don't. But at least you get a chance to s try everyone out. Exactly. And they can sort of 
feed them in in a nice a nice order. Like you start with Batman, who's kind of the more balanced character in terms of speed versus power, and then they kind of mix it up back and forth. Yeah, and it that always really worked for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I played through the story mode on these both this and Injustice Two like at least twice each. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're fun. They're not too terribly long. Uh, but they do provide some like nice meat to the experience. And they really, I mean, they really dig into a pretty deep roster of DC characters. Like yeah. it's impressive that they decided, yeah, we should uh, put Hot Girl and Solomon Grundy in this game. Absolutely. Like, and come up Why with a not? whole move set for them and try to integrate them into the story somehow. Like, I think that this game scratches a really cool itch of appealing to both people who are excited about like, you know, fighting games and Mortal Kombat and people who are just ex- want to see a d- bunch of DC characters in nicely rendered 3D models. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the character roster this time around includes uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, Aquaman, Ares, Catwoman, Doomsday, Black Adam, Shazam, Hawkgirl, Joker, Harley Quinn, Killer Frost, Lex Luthor, Dex, Deathstroke, Flash, Nightwing, Raven, Sinestro, Solomon Grundy, and Bane. You could also get some DLC characters later, including Batgirl, Zatanna, Lobo, Zod, Martian Manhunter, and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. A really impressive array of characters to pick from. Yeah, and you know, it's actually been a while since I've played this first Injustice game because Injustice 2 is so much more feature-rich and like... That is always the challenge for fighting games. It kind of falls into that same trap of the new Madden. Yeah. Where you're like... Uh, I have I have the 2019 version, but I don't see any reason to go back and play it if I have the 2021 version. Yeah, it's just, yeah, more fully featured and like the little differences kind of only serve to confuse, like to to hop between games. Basically, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I there are some characters that appear here that don't appear in Injustice Two, but like I wasn't super missing them because they're like equivalents. You know, yeah. it's like I, I like playing as Deathstroke in this game, and he's not in two, but they do have Deadshot who is functionally the same. That's character. a very weird trade-off. I it wonder is. why they decided to do that. I think because the Suicide Squad movie uh, okay. came out between uh, those two. I also, like was... up until you mentioned that right now, I forgot that Deathstroke and Deadshot were different people. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I know. They have very similar helmets, very similar skill sets, and very similar names. And they, yeah. And I think they are both in that Suicide Squad movie, if I'm not mistaken. Deathstroke is like the post-credits stinger in one of those oh, DC okay. movies. I forget which one. but I'll take your word on this. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> uh, they never followed up on it. Uh, but yeah, good roster, fun to play with. But it, it is interesting going back to this game and seeing how kind of bare bones it is on this disc. Mm. Um, there's, of course, there's online matchmaking, but that doesn't exist for the Wii U anymore. So basically your options are story mode or multiplayer mode. Yeah. Uh, and for a fighting game, that's kind of like all you need, you know, for the most part. You know, but when you think about, because, you know, the last game that we played with, fighting game that we played sort of in depth was Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Which is just swimming in like a crazy amount of features. Oh, yeah. Like there's there's almost there's almost too many modes in that game. But like, to go- yeah, and Injustice 2 follows the same yeah. track. It's like this almost overwhelming amount of uh, uh, microtransactions and, and stat balancing. customization and, where you're like, Which you kind of got into. I kind of got into, yeah. yeah but it, that was built on the foundation of me starting to understand and like the combat of these games it took me it always took me a little while to warm up to the post mortal the post nine mortal combats yeah because there was generally new move sets and characters and the newer ones always felt a little bit slower than like the you know mortal Kombat three mm-hmm. which was the one i kind of had the most experience with um and i feel like injustice has that problem like this game feels quite slow to me. Like, yeah. there's not really a sense of being able to cover ground at the speed that you want. And I think you fall into the, I mean, you do this in every fighting game, but I think you fall into the trap of like jumping forward a lot. That's my first yeah, move. Because every that time. Always, I can't help myself. That always feels like it's covering more distance than just like your forward dash. And mm-hmm. like, that. that's sort of my criticism of these games is like, I like them, but the combat doesn't seem to flow quite as smooth as I want it to. You always feel like you kind of start a combo with Batman and he's like, punch, punch, yeah. and then he just kind of stops. And I, I think there the, the fighting system here is modified from what we've gotten used to with Mortal Kombat, where like all four face buttons are like two punches, two kicks. Here you have a heavy attack, a light attack, a medium attack, and then the last button is kind of a special contact-sensitive thing just for your character. Sometimes it'll deal damage. Sometimes it'll give you a little stat boost. And it, it, it usually like involves some kind of charging mechanism. Like I was right. playing as Ares, and like 
you, it charges up and you can throw an axe and then a sword, but then you have to wait a little bit until you can throw something again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, with the Flash, he's got these little lightning bolts. A lot of char- DC characters are like, main signia is lightning bolts. Because Shazam is that too. Yeah, yeah. And, and Black, Black Adam. Adam. Yeah, yeah, because like the Flash will charge up these three lightning bolts and then you can press A and it will slow down time for your opponent, which, yeah. is, which is a cool fun effect. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. There's even like... Uh, isn't there a Black Lightning as well? There's yeah. a Black Lightning and there's a... Uh, wow, yeah, they have too many Lightning guys. <laughs> yeah. And Night, Nightwing with his electronic rods. Yeah, yeah, he's and, got little Lightning powers yeah. too. Uh, you know, so I I really I really enjoy this game. Like, I, I agree that it's not quite as fast or as uh, technically sophisticated as the Mortal Kombat games, but uh, I think these ones are so effortlessly fun. They're really dripping in DC lore. Like, yeah. almost every moment of it looks like it's pulled from a comic book. Like it's all kinds of little in jokes and things for, for hardcore fans. Uh, the level selection is pretty great. And most of the levels uh, are actually several levels. Cause you can punch mm. somebody through a wall and they'll have this elaborate animation of them getting bashed around as they go between stages. And then you'll land in a totally different stage, which is always a really fun mechanic and always fun to kind of experiment with and see if you can break through walls. There's also very cinematic finishing moves that kind of, uh, they're not quite fatalities because they they're happen. They're not finishing in the mid- moves. They're not because finishing you're moves. not necessarily going to kill the opponent with yeah. them, but they're just they're like, like power moves. Yeah, power know? moves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if once your little power meter is full, you hit both trigger buttons and then your character will go into a stance. You have a split second to either dodge it or evade it or, or uh, block it. Uh, and then if it hits you, then you get treated to this kind of long cinematic, uh, punchy kicky scene. Yeah. That are all very goofy and over the top. Like yeah. Ares grows huge and like summons you back in time to get shot with a ton of arrows and then stomps on your face. Yeah. Um, Solomon Grundy like breaks his own tombstone over your back. Mm-hmm. It these are, these are always fun and cool. I feel like I like, I was happier with the length in this one, like injustice to like, the spectacle of these gets a lot bigger, but they start to take, you're like, all right, this is, you know, 10 seconds. Let's let's and move this along every fight. You kind of like, wish there was more than one, you know, yeah. because, yeah, you are going to see the same, like, Batman execution, like, multiple times. And it's like, in Injustice 2, like, Batman will attach you to a plane, drag you way up into the air, drop you, shoot you on the way down, and then you have to land on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's like the first scene. three times you're like, all right, this is awesome. And the yeah. fourth time you're like, all right. All right we got it. Yeah, let's we move got it along. It. But it's still fun to see, and it was fun to go back and look at these original ones and be like, oh, yeah, I remember yep. that one. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman is weirdly like the unbeatable character in this franchise because he's got that long trident okay that i find is really hard to dodge away from <laughs> uh so if you want to get really good at this gameplay Play as aquaman, aquaman. Okay. um yeah so i mean i'm not necessarily disappointed that we're low on options here just because most of if i'm being honest when i play injustice 2 i'm ignoring a lot of those extra right. modes yeah, you know it's like good point. i i'm not min maxing everything out i'm not like customizing every inch of their costume you know i'm, yeah, I'm I mean, just not doing that. you're one of the f- you, you're one of the rare people who's into fighting game who enjoys a fighting game just for its story yeah like and you have i mean you have netherrealm studios to thank for that absolutely and no so. that's been a big influence yeah. like yeah the the three mortal Kombat games and the two injustices are pretty top tier fighting games i think yeah. and uh you know even beyond the story it is just fun to have like on the couch like party mode you know having fun um, yeah uh, having because the characters all do feel and look so different and are so sort of well fleshed out and polished like to just play with someone else, even if they haven't played the game very much, to just try out all the different characters and see what their special and super moves are is very satisfying. And we haven't really talked about any Wii U features because there aren't any, but it looks good on the Wii U. Yeah. It, 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 like Load I, times aren't long. No, I, I played it primarily on the PS3, but this keeps up with it. I didn't see any like frame rate issues yeah. or anything like that. Obviously, the graphics have aged a little bit since 2013, but that's but it's not still this an all right fault. looking game. I think it looks very yeah. nice. Uh, plays smoothly. Like this is a perfectly valid way to play this game. Yeah, which you is can a, play a it on the, on the gamepad, which yeah works well. Yeah, yeah. I I really have no uh, no issues with the port of it. So yeah. Um, yeah, any final thoughts on Injustice? Uh, I mean, I think that it's just in an, it's one of these games that's just kind of in an odd spot of history, whereas. It's fun. It's a good game. Yeah. But I don't really know why you would really play it. It's not like Injustice, unless you're really just in it for the story. And, the and maybe you are yeah. because, like, 
the comic books have carried on the Injustice series. That is it, something to note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, uh, a comic book series that was inspired by this video game that is still going. It's like almost 10 years, and it's apparently very popular. There was an animated movie uh, adaptation that came out last year. It's supposed to be halfway decent. Yeah, so. so all that stuff is really cool. It's just like, it's not like Injustice 2 is hard to obtain. That game's always on sale for like... Always on sale. <laughs> very cheap. And um, it's it would be difficult to go back at this point. Yeah, I, I really have the steel box for this game. I bought the special edition nice. like steel box of it. I was very into this uh, yeah. this series, so still am really like it. All right, let's move on to uh, the other Batman games we're talking about today. Starting with Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes. This was released May twenty first, twenty thirteen. Developed by Traveler's Tales and published by Warner Brothers. Also released on PS3, 360, Wii, Vita, DS, 3DS, Android, <laughs> iOS, Windows, Lego games, easy to find. Yes. Swing a cat. Uh, so Lego first got the Batman license in 2006, and they've been releasing uh, physical sets for nearly every iteration of the character since, up to and including the new Batman movie by Matt Reeves. Uh, they have a, a little Lego Batmobile, uh, I believe, okay. that I've seen, and uh, kind of an underwhelming-looking Batcave. Uh, okay. So I, I mean, I, I imagine that that was a tougher sell like i think they probably went whole hog for the lego batman movie yeah because that stuff was bright and colorful and like i i have not seen the batman mm. but i imagine that it is quite dark and drab even by batman standards pretty dark like, i mean you know if you like deep crimson and uh, and blackness then but those uh, are not colorful, like prime yeah. prime lego colors. not lego colors necessarily yeah. Uh, so Lego Batman, the video game, was released for all platforms in 2007. It was actually the third unique Lego game in this new kind of style that Traveler's Tales had established, starting with Lego Star Wars first and then Lego Indiana Jones. Okay. And this was the first to incorporate an original story that wasn't tied to any movie adaptations at all. So right, because the Star Wars and the Indiana Jones were basically, you just play through the movie. You play like, through the movie. Star, yeah. The first Star Wars was like a uh, horrible decision. Like you said, do not start with Phantom Menace. That one started with Phantom Menace, okay. Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and then Indiana Jones was the three movies. Uh, I don't recognize a fourth Indiana Jones movie. It doesn't <laughs> oh, exist. No. I don't recognize it. Um, <laughs> My take is that it is equally good as the second one. Uh, okay, I'll do. I'll. I can hear. I can. I will. I'm with you that the second one is not very good. Okay, I'm with you that like I do not have a lot of nostalgia for that second one. I think it might still edge out Crystal, okay. Crystal Skull. That's but, fair. But we will have a fist fight in the parking lot after this. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so either way, uh, that, that's how we end every. Just for for listeners, that's how we end every episode of this podcast. Is we go out to Steve's parking lot, yeah. and we have a fist fight. And <laughs> I would tell you about it, but it's for our Fight Club podcast, and I'm not really allowed to talk about yeah. it. Sorry about that. Um, Lego Batman, the first one, is the best selling Lego game uh, Whoa. still to date. It sold 12 million copies, so it is the best selling Lego game. Holy smokes! So of course, uh, a sequel was going to be put into works almost immediately. Uh, and this one game, this game, I think, is the first in the Lego series to feature original voice acting. Uh, this one that we played, number this two. one that we played, yeah, okay. number two is the first to feature original voice acting. They brought in pretty much every noteworthy uh, video game voice actor you could get to come in here. Clancy Brown is back in here doing Lex Luthor. Always fun to hear him do but that. But weirdly, I, I mean, maybe they, maybe they tried and just wasn't worth the budget or something. You'd think they'd just get Mark Hamill and uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, yeah, because yeah. that's like the. It does and feel I think like the people... I think Conroy's in the next one, okay. but he's not in this one. Because yeah. you do feel like the people doing the voice are doing that same kind of vibe. They are. Right? Yeah, the Joker is definitely doing a Mark Hamill impression. Yeah, yeah it's just not quite there. Uh, so as you might be indicated by the title, this game is using Batman kind of as a launching point to bring in more DC characters. Like yeah. the first one was pretty focused on batman and his immediate circle of characters so like there wasn't a lot of superman there wasn't a lot of wonder woman stuff like that this one is kind of bringing in the whole roster the idea is that joker and lex luther have teamed up and they've set all the villains in arkham asylum free and batman's overwhelmed by the workload so he needs to reach out to the justice league and uh, uh get his friends to come in and help him out so you have levels where you'll play as Green Lantern or Cyborg or different levels like that, just to mix it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, that was that's always sort of the establishment, is like they really quickly figured out how these games play. Yeah. These Lego games. So every sequel, they're like, all right, let's just cram more characters in there. That's <laughs> the idea. You don't have to worry about evolving the gameplay, just cram more characters. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've mentioned with other Lego games in the past, 
fast, but the progress in these games is always very iterative. It's just they're going to build slightly on the game that came before, make one or two little process improvements, and then you know that'll carry over to the next one, and then just kind of gets gradually more refined with each uh, new series entry. And this one's pretty early in the run of Lego games, so you are missing a lot of features that you would have in later games, like okay. ability to like explore these huge maps, or like fly, or, or participate in little like missions around the, the world, stuff like that. The very the very basic gimmick here is it's built on a lot of suits, like yeah. both Batman and Robin. It looks like they get about twenty suits or something like that. A lot that of different can, suits you can switch through on the fly that allow you to just sort of traverse different locations and how like Batman gets one that allows him to turn invisible and move past sensors. Mm -hmm. And Robin gets one that allows him to roll around in a big hamster ball. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's his signature move. Yeah. Hamster ball. You know, these games are always pretty funny. They're pretty slapsticky in the way that they present it. Yeah. They're all, yeah. The presentation is really good. Like right from the get go, even though, yeah, like the voice acting is, is fun. And the dialogue that Joker has is a lot of fun. Also Mm -hmm. like they, (laughs) It, Batman's always so odd because so many of his char- villains can stretch between like this weird middle area of being really legitimately menacing and mm-hmm. just having like being full of dad jokes. Uh, yeah, and so you yeah. just have to very slightly turn the dial one way or the other to get like the Christopher Nolan thing or Lego Batman. Thing. Right. Like how- yeah. Yeah, and oh yeah, we should mention Lego Batman movie, probably the best legacy that came out of this whole Lego Batman partnership. Uh, That movie movie is incredibly fun, and it's weird that there is no tie-in for it directly. Except there is the Lego movie game, which I haven't played. I assume Batman is in there. Which we will uh, play later. We will play it later. So I have kind of turned a corner on these games. We we played them, um, you know, quite a few episodes ago. We played three of them, and I came back and like, "Ah, I don't really have a strong opinion on these games. Um, and now I have a little more of an opinion, which is I don't like these games. Okay. I know I know you're a big fan, but I kind of got soured on this. I went over to uh, my cousin's house who wanted me to hang out with her little nephew, mm-hmm. and they had just gotten a Switch and was like, all right, will you show them how to play this game on the Switch? And so it was uh, Lego Marvel, like Lego Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And it's like... I couldn't process what was going on in the game. And I'm like, I was like, I know how to play video games. Like, I can do this. I can figure it out. But I'm like, okay, now come towards the screen. And they're like, where's towards the screen? And like, I think that these games are very visually messy. And in doing, and like, in a lot of ways, aren't that good for kids. Like, Hmm. that's the thing that I was more willing to like give these a pass to be like, all right, this is like simple. You can't die. And it's like a nice co-op where you just follow along. But often for these core gameplay mechanics, like I find it very hard to be able to tell where to go next. And like the camera's always pretty pulled out. Yeah. It feels like in these games, which gives it the feeling of like, you're looking over a Lego play set, which I get is nice. And there's all these sort of blocks everywhere, like hidden in corners and stuff that you need to collect. But, like, again, that makes it very difficult for me to pick out specific detail in the world and tell where everything is and even tell what I can interact with. Often the area that you need to proceed is, like, stand over this random white circle and press the do interact button. Mm. Uh, But that can be very easy to miss, and I I found it a struggle to sort of get through that on my own, let alone try to explain to my six-year-old cousin where he was supposed to go. And, and I, I totally get that. Like, I, I, I've always felt a little disappointed that the backgrounds weren't, like, in the Lego movie, like, full Lego. Like, every yeah. inch of it just being, like, a Lego set. Because sometimes they kind of take the cheap workaround of, like, okay, this is dirt over here. These are real trees. These are real dirt. But all of these are Legos. If you see a Lego figure, it means you can interact with it or destroy it in some way. Right. And I, I get that the technology may not be there uh, to make it. I mean, I'm sure it is. It's a question of how much effort do they want to put right. into it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, especially for these Batman games, it results in them feeling pretty muddy. Like Jurassic Park, I, I, I liked in the sense that like you're running around in the park and so the environments were a lot bigger and it was easy to kind of differentiate between things. We're mm. here like the first level of this game, you're just kind of in this big mansion, like Gala Hall, City Hall mansion. Um, and again, it was just very hard to recognize. And in the second game that we played, um, you start out in the sewer. 
Yeah. Another, that, that's like your Phantom Menace of video games, I would say. Is yeah, don't, don't start, start with a sewer. sewer. Why, why would you start in a sewer? Yeah. yeah, you have to earn that, and you have to be able to surf through that sewer. Yeah, exactly. Cowabunga. Sewer pizza surfing. that you find floating. And have mo- pizza monsters jump at you, and then yeah. fight the Rat King. That's the only way you're allowed to do it. That's the only way. It's yeah. the only way. I mean, I mean, I'm... I like I said, I defend the Lego games. Yeah. I like the Lego games a lot. I have never been crazy about the Lego Batman games yeah. uh, because of that suit switching mechanic. I find it kind of clumsy. I think it slows things down. They would gradually kind of phase that out. Uh, like there are fewer suits in part three and even fewer when you go to uh, the spinoff, which is Lego DC supervillains, okay. uh, which is the most fun of this, of, of these four. But yeah, and the same, same vibe. Like I think it's very grimy looking it's very kind of washed out you compare with almost any other series like star wars is going to be bright like harry potter is going to be bright jurassic park avengers all of these are going to be bright these are just kind of too gloomy looking and when when the tone is so lighthearted and happy like you don't want it you don't want to be looking at visual mud yeah and i think that's a lot of what's going on in this one in particular like so the lego batman game is not necessarily my jam uh okay like they're fine. Like I yeah. uh, like they they play like other Lego games. It's just that those when you play a lot of these, it's the little annoyances are the ones that are going to kind of make the difference for you. Right. And of course. For me, that's why they fall a little below. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I just think that these games are a little odd in the sense that it almost feels like people like your age in who are into the, your age, like we're the same age, yeah. but like <laughs> um, are more of the demographic here than someone who's like. 12. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is just adults odd, with ADHD. Yeah. Like, should be the ones like playing these. Well, and especially yeah. like, are we ready to move on to the next game? Yeah, let's like, do it. Because yeah. I just want to. This next game starts out Lego Batman 3 with all of the different colored lanterns from the emotional spectrum. Yeah. Like, you start when like Sinestro's flying around and then like Star Sapphire comes into fight. I only know all these characters because of Hero Clicks. Yeah. It's like, who. It, it, it's just such an odd game to be like Lego Batman three. Here you go. The first cut scene mm. is like all these like green, like you finally your favorite orange lantern is here. Right. Like, it's just feels like a really random deep cut. And if I was excited about Batman, which is like obviously why they put Batman's name on here. Cause mm. like people are, he's a brand you trust. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would be very confused as to like, wait, what the hell's going on here? Who are all these like lucky charms colored ca- characters flying yeah. through space? No, but, it's, it's a similar. Yeah. I've, I've got some kind of uh, stuff to say about that. Yeah. Vibe. It's very much like, all right, who is this game for again? Yeah. <laughs> so this game is called Lego Batman three beyond Gotham. It was released November 11th, Way 2014 uh, developed by the same people released on all the same systems. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of an interesting thing to look at because similar to the last game, how that was using Batman as kind of a launching point to bring in other characters, this is going even further. The last game had 75 characters you can unlock, which seems so paltry compared to the rest <laughs> of the series. This one has like 300. Oh, so so that's the jump of like two years and like 300 <laughs> characters now. Uh, and that's a lot of those variations are just going to be like janitor one, janitor three, janitor five. Now, like, are there points in the game where you need to play as janitor five to progress? Like you no. have to sneak into the closet and like t- steal some Windex? Generally not. Um, okay. I think it, that's kind of more just like, oh, do you want to see how far you can beat the game using just a janitor or something like that? Oh, you, I see. You, just, you can't go it's far. just something to like give you a random unlockable to allow yeah. it to keep going. It's just extra flavor. It's yeah. extra. Yeah. Things like that. Um, and so this one is, you know, it, it, after introducing so many new characters in the last game, we're going even further now and we're embracing the Green Lantern and Jack Kirby-esque like space opera DC I think stuff, this is, which yeah, rules. I, I love that. Yeah, stuff. that stuff is always a lot of fun. I think that the Green Lantern stuff is a like a big Jeff Johns like pet project. Yeah. He was the head writer on a bunch of those books. Yeah. And he was, was he head of DC at this time or? Prob- yeah, probably. So. Or at least he always had a pretty big influence. Yeah. And I don't know. He might have even been the guy who created all those other lantern colors. I'm just pulling that out of my ass, but like, I couldn't be sure. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't. Be sure. I don't like know you said. Lot, I'm I'm with you. A lot of the star, um, the Green Lantern stuff, I know from Heroclix. Yeah. Like I, I know who Saint Walker is because of that. <laughs> He's the blue guy. Which which is just very odd in the sense that like I think you and I know like a lot more than most people about DC Comics. Yeah. Even without Heroclix, so it's weird to like drop that right at the beginning and it makes me wonder if 
they were trying to make a little bit more something happen with Green Lantern because the Ryan Reynolds movie had come out in 2010, 2009, something like that, yeah. and it was a notable flop. Like yep. nobody liked that movie, and it was a, a big box office. Have you ever seen that movie? I have. Is it bad? No, it's okay. okay. It's like I, I don't. Why think do you think people came down on it so hard? Uh, you know, it, it's. It's not particularly noteworthy or interesting, and uh, they make some kind of dumb mistakes with the uh, visual effects. Like, Ryan Reynolds is wearing a digital suit the entire time, which looks weird. Got it. Uh, And then I think Green Lantern mythology is on its face extremely silly. Yes. And that's a hard thing to convey in a film without just kind of completely checking you out. I think yeah. I think I I really disliked it when I first saw it. I revisited it a couple of years ago. I'm like, you know what? This this really isn't all that bad. It's still kind of like lower tier superhero sure. movie, but I prefer it to all the, like the Snyderverse kind of uh, modern DC stuff, like Man of Steel. I mean, maybe that was. I, I do feel like DC kind of figured it out with like the new. Well, I guess Aquaman was the movie where they're like, okay. If a character has a stupid premise, yeah. like let's just lean into that and make it weird and silly. Let's have an octopus playing drums in this movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then the new the Suicide Squad was that same kind of vibe. Like this is just weird and goofy and let's lean into it. Yeah. And so maybe, I mean again, I I haven't seen this movie, but like maybe that was the problem with the Green Lantern movie is it wanted you to take it kind of seriously even though a lot of this premise is pretty dumb. Yeah. Of like everyone represents a different color of the emotional spectrum and you know dc has struggled a lot more than marvel has bringing their movies out like yeah getting their their cinematic universe together like they had a lot more missteps and they continue to have missteps and i think green lantern has been in development like a new green lantern has been in some form of development uh for years now uh and nothing's ever really come of it i mean i think what I mean, I think what Marvel established, and I'm sure people have talked about this a ton, but is that every, I feel like Marvel, every movie is basically the same movie. Like they have established a very like consistent level of both quality and tone. Sure. Where like they all kind of feel the same. But they'll give you like enough humor, or, like so a couple oh, yeah, of signature no, I mean, it's, moments it's a to very like make satisfying it, tone. It's, yeah, but it's it essentially is, it is like very the, the Lego of. video games of movies. It is. It is. is. You exactly. know what you're getting into. You're getting a specific dopamine hit from this. Yeah. It feels like they're kind of built. Each DC movie feels like it's going for its totally own unique thing. Yeah. Which results in some real stinky, stinky clunkers. Sure. Um, but some that at least do something more interesting. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if around the time this game was being released, they were making a push to kind of revitalize mm. Green Lantern. Uh, maybe there was that like movie an, was such a flop that like, we can't put Green Lantern's name on this. I'm like, wondering. Yeah. I mean, because I think there was an animated TV series at this time. I don't know if kids were watching that, but like, but yeah, I think you're, I'm kind Green of the Lantern same boat Green Lantern would be like, a really good anime. I think it like, would be. Yeah, I think it really would essentially be. Essentially like Sailor Moon. Well, because and, his power set is super cool. Like this idea that you can just sort of make anything you can imagine. Yeah. You know, like you can have some real fun with that. And the best writer, comic book writers have had a ton of fun with that concept. Uh, the movie even does it okay in a couple of parts. Like, you know, I, I like some of the visuals that they came up with. Um, I'm not really meaning to defend that movie no, too I mean, overly that's fine. much, but <laughs> the point is, I guess this is kind of a long winded way of saying that like Batman is a little bit of an afterthought in this game. He is. And yeah. it's kind, and I feel like it's kind of misleading, um, based on the title of this game. Now, honestly, I'm more, I would much rather have like a green lantern. Everyone fights dark side vibe. Yeah. I don't know if he's the villain, but, um, he's in it. Yeah. 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 As opposed to, yeah, Batman chases after the Joker again. So like I'm, I'm here for it. That's what it's, I want. Yeah. I want I want weird outer space stuff. I want Granny goodness. I want yeah, exactly. uh, I want uh, apocalypse and all of that stuff, which you get in this game. Nice, but it is kind of buried. Like we're not like we said for this show, we play for like a little bit, we play a level or yeah. two to get kind of the vibe. And with these Lego games, we don't even need to play that much because we've played you know other the Lego game games. Yep. Uh, but that's the kind of bummer of starting this game in a sewer, not just because it's like lazy game design but also because this universe is going to be opening up so dramatically yeah. as this game goes on you kind of want to just get to the goofy space stuff yeah uh so it's a it's more of a pacing issue than anything else and it i was and this is again this is my criticism of this game is like it's weirdly confusing right from the get-go like it seems it really assumes that you know you've played 15 lego games that have come out before this which in many cases people have sure have but like 
the first level of this game, you're in a sewer, and then Robin gets this sort of like uh, vacuum suit mm-hmm. where you have to suck up a bunch of bricks, put them in this. Well, no, like first you have to break a bunch of things with Batman. Yes. Then you have to build this random unexplained machine that mm. gives Robin a suit that he can suck up bricks put into this machine, which then proceeds to build a different machine, which then you activate to, like, blow through the wall. Yeah. And it's like, how are you going to explain this to, like, someone who is not sort of in the pocket of what these games already sure. are? Sure, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's a little complicated. The issue we were running into when we were trying to play split-screen oh, yeah. multiplayer this has like a, a dynamic split screen, which means like if you drift too far apart, then the split screen lines appear and they rotate depending uh-huh. on where you are to keep you centered in the frame, which I think is a clever way to go about it. But in practice, it's pretty confusing. Yeah, it, uh, it really doesn't work very well. It seemed like it would work OK initially when you're kind of wandering off onto individual sides. Yeah. But once one character starts, like, using the grappling hook to, like, go up above the other character, like, the whole screen will rotate and you will totally lose sight of where you are yeah. and almost get a little nauseated. And you you could set it up so that you can have one player on the gamepad, which is what the Wii U excels at. Yes. That's a great way of doing multiplayer. The problem I had looking on the gamepad is because these... Batman games are so muddy, it's kind of hard to see what's going yeah, on. Because the on gamepad itself has, well, and the gamepad has a lot less resolution than it your does. nice big TV. Exactly. Um, yeah, that is a str- that is always a pretty good selling point for these games. I think is that ability to play co-op on the gamepad as well as the full TV. But yeah. like most of these other Lego games, I haven't had as big of an issue keeping track of where I am with a shared screen. Yeah. Um, it just felt extra hard here because it's like. With Batman, there's a lot of vertical orientation of things, like mm-hmm. things to grapple onto. Also, this game, Grappling Hook, very, very lazy and boring. You just have like a crosshair that you can drag across the screen and then you point it to a grapple point and your guy will go up there. Same way and, you use batarangs. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of drag it around until you hit stuff. Uh, yeah, and I agree. And it's, uh, we're, we're soft touches as it, when it comes to grappling hooks. So yeah. it's, it's hard to get us to say a bad word <laughs> about grappling hooks. Uh, but yeah, kind of a lazy one. It's always just a straight up and down, yeah. you know. Uh, there are some weird elements that get opened up later. I liked that in this game, most of these Lego games have like a uh, uh, citizen in peril or at least one hidden character who's in trouble in every level that you have to save. In this game, it's Adam West. <laughs> Adam West is in trouble in every one of these as levels. As voiced by Adam West. As voiced by yeah. Adam West, and you have to come in and save him. Like the first one is he is being menaced by a shark, so you need to break some bricks, build a giant can of shark repellent, and then chase it off, and then Very you get cute. a gold brick. Uh, they also have some other weird celebrity cameos. Kevin Smith is in here, uh, but makes sense. He's written a lot of DC comics. Mm-hmm. The weird one is Conan O'Brien. Okay, I don't know his exact like relationship to the DC universe, but or he's to like Lego. He's the narrator of this game. Like once you get into the like hub worlds, then he's kind of narrating things for you. Yeah, uh, you just kind of wonder like how that came about. I'm I'm, like, I'm fine having him here. I love Conan, yeah. but like uh, uh, Conan, Conan, Con- Conan the, game, the, the Tonight Show host. Yes. <laughs> Hello, uh, welcome to the Tonight Show. <laughs> I will hear the lamentations of your women yeah. as I make you laugh. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a weird poll. And the one little bit of trivia here is that this game actually features the very final performance of Joe Alasky. You may not know that name, but you do know him as Daffy Duck for most of our adult lives. He comes back here playing. He was uh, he was the after Mel Blank. He was okay. yeah, and uh, and he was Plucky Duck on Tiny Toons. You know, uh, he did die, I believe, of uh, cancer shortly after this game came out. But he is here playing the Green Loontern, who is a uh, uh, Daffy oh. Duck crossover character. When they did like the Looney Tunes DC crossovers, so boy, that is you a, could that unlock the Green Loontern. That's it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty fun. Yeah, pretty fun. I like that. And that's the shit I like in these Lego yeah. games. I love it when you can find these super super deep cuts. Like, I think the first Lego Marvel game introduced me to the Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie came oh, out. Oh, sure. Like you got to see Rocket Raccoon. I mean, in Groot. some ways, like, these are just interactive character encyclopedias. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. They're like, oh, you just want to look at, like, backstory and origins for all these characters? Great. And also, you can play a game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? And, yeah, so it, it's the the cataloging part of my brain is enjoying that, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's there's Blade. Yeah, fill, fill in, the, fill in those Blade. little spots. Also, wait. 
Blade's not in this, right? I know. I'm just okay. saying. Yeah, <laughs> you're just pulling a pulling. I'm a, just pulling a random example. Sure. But yeah, there are, there are some very strange uh, deep cuts in this one, nice. you know, which I, you always have to like. But we, 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 Big Barda is Big Barda in this game. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mr. Miracle. Big yeah. Barda, not that flattering of a name. Like, I wonder if there was any pushback when she's like, uh, they, "Mom, is that really what what I'm gonna go by?" Like, and they they revitalized that character too. There's that Tom King run of uh, Mr. Yeah. Miracle, which was amazing, and Big Barda is his love interest, but her name is still big barda like okay all right and again granny goodness a very silly character on paper that's like a pretty menacing frightening character in the comic book world but you know so you get to play around with ideas like that so i like that this game goes there i still think it struggles from that same problem of looking a little bland and washed out still being overly reliant on the suits even though those are like lessened and just kind of uh, uh, lacking some forward momentum, yeah. I think. Uh, and that's sort of my issue with all of these Lego Batmans. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else about any of these games? I'm ready to move on to ranking them. Let's move on to ranking them then. Each week we are ranking the games that we have just played. Uh, where are these three going in the Great Pantheon? The Great Pantheon. Um, Injustice is the one I like the most. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's fun. It's really exciting. I mean... Obviously, it's not as exciting now because we've done it, but it w- seemed really exciting to be able to play as these DC characters in big old 3D models. Mm. Um, I'm putting it right below, right ahead of Pocken Tournament. Okay. Which is like number 28 or something, which is another game where it's exciting to play as those characters as 3D models. Like, I feel yeah, like they, yeah, it, yeah. it's like the game is, is perfectly fun and I have no problem with it, but like most of them just excited to fight as Pokemon in 3D. Totally. And here, mostly I'm just excited to, you know, fight as the Flash in 3D. Yeah. Um, the I, I set a bad precedent my, for myself where I, I think I put the Lego games a little high and I have a hard time wanting to separate these substantially from those. Yeah, you're at um, the 38 for your highest-ranked yeah, uh, Lego game. Even for- though I've soured on them a little bit. Yeah. But just to keep it clean and make your life easier, I'm mm-hmm. going to uh, just put these in the bottom two of my Legos. Okay, so um, you're going to have like a little Lego chain. Yeah, I just want a little here. Lego yeah. chain because all these, yeah, I mean, I want it to grow. I want to keep growing my Lego chain. Yeah. Uh, make a make a skyscraper like your daily bugle deck there. So uh, um, do you like, do you I like, like two, two or three? I like three more. Three more just, yeah, well, especially yeah. with the promises i want hey as much as i was like talking about how goofy the premise of all the green lantern stuff i want to play as the plain pink lanterns i want to play as the blue lanterns i'm excited about that oh, no 100 yeah. that's where it gets weird and funny yeah. like that's what you want you want to get to that sooner yeah. yeah uh if only ryan reynolds hadn't shat the bed so bad I'm like damn you damn you sir <laughs> uh, he's gonna come down from canada and punch us anyway Do that, uh hmm. ryan reynolds is like slowly becoming one of the most powerful men in the world. He is, yeah. Like, which is kind of disturbing. His jit, he owns, like, Cricket Wireless? Or, or no, Mint. He owns Mint Mobile. Yeah, yeah which it. is just, like, I... He, he just kind of shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm affable and likable, and then one day we'll just wake up, and, like, Ryan Reynolds' bots will just be, like, staring down at us <laughs> and being like, have you done your daily affirmations to Reynolds? Like, and the funny thing is, they'll be aware that they're bots, like, yeah. and they'll comment on it. Yeah, they, like, exactly. Break the fourth wall. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Uh, for me, yeah, I love Injustice. That's going pretty high for me. I'm putting Injustice at uh, number 14. That's nice. under We Fit You above Minecraft Story Mode. Uh, these are great games. I think uh, this is a perfectly acceptable way to play this game. I think I have no real issues with it. I think it still holds up. Uh, even if 2 maybe has surpassed it a little bit, I think this one stands on its own and mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the Lego games I was less enthused about, and my my Lego games are a little more scattered. Because um, uh, I mean, if anybody played more, if anybody actually you know consults our list and is interested to know which Lego games to play, Steve's list is definitely the one. To That's consult, the one because <laughs> he is a knowledgeable boy when it comes to these uh, on this and very little else. Um, so I am going to put these. Uh, Right underneath FIFA 13, uh, that's at number 56 and 57. I am also putting three wow. ahead of two. Our FIFA rankings are like 30 games apart they or really something. Are. Okay. They really are. Your FIFA is uh, 20. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Big <laughs> old gap in there. And that's that's purely based on taste. That's purely <laughs> based on personal preference. But, yeah, two, uh, three a little better than two for me. and They're both going to go underneath FIFA, which is uh, two positions below LEGO Jurassic World okay. for those keeping track of the LEGO rankings. 
Uh, and we will have one more episode of Lego stuff. We're going to polish out all the remaining so Legos. Go- I like Legos, but man, there's a lot of Legos. There are so <laughs> many of these on uh, there, and on the Wii U in particular. This is when they were really prol- prolif- uh, proliferating. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week we're going to play a non-Lego game, although this is a series that did have a Lego version, I believe. <laughs> uh, we're going to be playing Guitar Hero Live. There's a Guitar Hero Legos? Yeah, or like it's it's either Rock Band or Guitar Hero, but one of those has a Lego. Oh, there's a mode. Lego Rock Band. Lego Rock there Band. There is a okay. Lego Rock Band. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant that there was like a Lego set that was... Oh, based no. on Guitar Hero. No, like, no, no. There's a, a giant video, guitar? There's a video game, but I don't yes. I never really knew what the hook there was. It's just the just hook that graphics. it was like the hook that it was that it was 30 new songs <laughs> that you could import. I remember Do you have to buy a new set and build it like buy your <laughs> build your drums or something. I, I just remember my the guy I was roommates with a while ago was super into rock band. So he had rock band three and he just bought Lego Rock Band, paid the five dollars to import the songs into uh Rock Band 3, and then, like, threw the Lego Rock Band disc in the trash. <laughs> like, he's like, I never need to play this, because I have the songs. Got it. All you need. Yeah. All you need. Uh, well, hopefully that won't be the reaction. We were not going to be throwing Guitar Hero live in the I'm trash, excited. I, you're, you're a big Guitar Hero ooh, guy, boy, and you am have not I. played this one. Correct. Right? Yeah, Correct. so this will be new Guitar yeah. Hero content for you. Uh, all right, well, tune in next week. We're going to be strumming up a storm. Uh, send us any letters at ultra64podcast at gmail.com, or you can drop it at our website, ultra64podcast.com. Tell us which color of the emotional spectrum you lie on. Absolutely. Are, are you, you, are you uh, atrocitous red? Yeah. Are, are you a, 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 a blue a, hope? <laughs> are you a Larfleeze orange? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all a little bit Larfleeze orange. Every once in a while, you feel a little Larfleeze. Wouldn't it be weird if you went to, like... Um, a like a nerd bar um and it'd be pretty normal for me yeah no i know but instead of like you know how in chinese restaurants they have like the little zodiac placemat Uh instead of that they had like the different colors of the emotional spectrum (laughs) yeah i I mean i think you should patent this idea i think that is actually a pretty good well i can't because they're all copyrighted characters but oh well oh well all right everybody well we will see you next week to play some guitar hero bye That was me playing a guitar. (laughs) It was really good. No parents. Continue darkness. More darkness. Get it? The opposite of light. Black hole. Curtains drawn. In the basement. Middle of the night. Blacked out windows. Get it? That's just the first verse. Darkness. No parents. Super rich. Kinda makes it better.